I think the most relatable character in Star Wars is definitely the Mandalorian. Listen, this man was just trying to do his job as a bounty hunter, right? Like, he wasn't trying to get into no conflict <laughs> with anyone. And now he's thrown into, like, the middle of this huge adventure, I guess you can call it. And all he wants to do is just collect these bounties, get his money, and go home. And now his ship has been blown to bits. He's lost the closest thing to a son that he's ever had. And now he is begrudgingly the ruler of freaking Mandalore. Like, that's not what he wanted at all. <laughs> And you know what? For that, I will always stand the Mandalorian. Coming to you from the Fifth Element Podcast Network, I am Tashawn Pugh. And welcome to another episode of Black Women Watch. And if you can't tell by the title or from my intro or from the intro music, <laughs> we are talking Star Wars today. Um, and this episode is also a little bit different because I didn't pick a specific movie to talk about just because the universe and the canon of Star Wars is so vast that... Honestly, it was really difficult trying to figure out like which movie to talk about um, just because they're all really interconnected if you think about it. And that also extends out to the television shows, like the comic books, all of that really good stuff. So I just thought it would be fun to sort of talk about Star Wars as a whole. Um, and joining me today, I have a very, very special guest, um, even though she won't admit that she's special, but she is. We have miss china joining me on the show today um by all means again she may not consider herself to be the top star wars expert but in our comparison of knowledge she is to me so i am very very honored to have her on the show and without further ado y'all let's just get into it so again like i said obviously we're talking about star wars which was Created by George Lucas, um, the first film, The Phantom Menace, our episode one, came out in 1977. So on this episode titled, Does This Look Jedi to You? Uh, this is the Star Wars universe. Death is a natural part of life. The fear of loss is a path to the dark side. Train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. All right, so I am here on this very special episode with a very special guest, China. How are you, China? I'm great. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a super special guest, but I'm like happy to be on here and do this podcast or whatever. Oh, I'm very excited that you are here. And this is a special episode. You are a special guest on the show. You are a second guest on the show. So I'm, I know, I'm just very excited and happy that you agreed to do it. Um, so as everyone knows, we are talking Star Wars. And I'm pretty sure China knows a lot more about Star Wars than I do, which is why I asked her to come on the show. So first things first, y'all already know how it goes. We're going to talk about relationships and history with Star Wars. So for me personally, um, I really got into, I don't know if I want to say sci-fi in general, but Star Wars um, from watching it with my grandfather and my brother. I will go ahead and say this now. Uh, the Phantom Menace is my favorite movie and I can hear people gathering their pitchforks and their torches. But that was the one movie that introduced me to Star Wars as a whole. And I just really loved it. I think we should bring back the whole pod racers thing. Just saying, George Lucas, if you're listening. Yeah, I just remember watching those well watching that movie like repeatedly and just being so amazed by it and just wondering how on earth do you take the time to sit out and plan an entire universe like this with like government systems and orders and all these species and stuff like that so I just thought it was really really cool and um that's just been my whole relationship with it and Star Wars is something that has been consistent in my life um, because I don't think I've ever gone a couple of years and being like, hmm, I wonder what they're going to do with the next Star Wars. Like Star Wars is just 
every year something about Star Wars is coming out. So I think that's just like my whole relationship with it. What about you, China? So um, I think I have like a similar um, experience with Star Wars like you. I started watching it when I was like pretty young mm-hmm. and some of those movies came out before I was even alive. So um, the thing about that is like I usually watch it with my brother or my grandmother or something like that. And my favorite movie is probably Revenge of the Sith. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the one where, like, Anakin's, like, evil and he kills mm. all those children. Oh, that's no. a horrible one. Too. That's my favorite movie. <laughs> no, but um, it's basically um, that movie. I'm pretty sure that's when he becomes Darth Vader and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So um, I think I just really like seeing good guys turn bad. I, I think that's just one of my favorite uh, tropes and movies. But um, also, when it comes to Star Wars, um, I have, like, a better relationship with the older movies because Mm -hmm. the older movies it's shown more of the originality and stuff like that and when star wars got bought by disney it seemed like they were trying to like recycle concepts and stuff which was really unfortunate because like the main star of these recent movies is a woman and Mm -hmm. like you want you want to see the woman have like good features or like good movies and stuff like that but like it's hard to like something that is recycled even with such a great cast that was presented to us Mm -hmm. um yeah that's what I know about and then a little on the side stuff like I used to play Star Wars video games so there's Mm. um yeah there's Star Wars uh crap what is it called again Star Wars Battlefront yeah oh yeah 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 yeah. I used to play um on xbox and that was really fun i wasn't that great at it but like that doesn't matter like i like right. playing video games whether i'm gonna at them or not yeah that's the whole point where right? you're just playing it because you're just having fun doesn't matter if you keep dying repeatedly it, it, yeah that's not what it's about yeah, but... it doesn't matter if another player kills me <laughs> well yeah i think my brother was uh definitely into like the that game and i know i actually have his clone wars dvd i was cleaning up my dvds and i found that and i was like i'm pretty sure this is his but i'm just gonna keep it now because i feel like in the later years, if I try and sell it, it's going to get a lot of money. Um, it's probably not the best way to look at it, but yeah. So um, I do want to explain a little bit about Star Wars to people, again, who may not know as much or who may not know anything about Star Wars, which I feel like there shouldn't be a single person who doesn't know what Star Wars is, at least. Um, so it was created by George Lucas. And the first um, episode or the first film came out in 1977, and I was not even... A, a thought. It is considered to be an epic space opera, and I would 100% would say it's definitely a soap opera because at this point, it's like it just goes on and on and on and on. And I'm pretty sure Days of Our Lives is still something that goes on and on. And I did read that the estimated budget for the first movie was 11 million dollars, and um, that's a lot of money, <laughs> definitely <laughs> for that time period. That yeah, that's that's a that's a lot of money for that. And basically, Star Wars takes place in a galaxy far, far away where humans are kind of coexisting with like other humanoids and aliens and droids and um, all these other life forces on these different planets within this universe. Um, And the force is an energy field created by living things that bind the whole universe together. So those who tend to have a stronger sense of the force um, and use their powers for good are called the Jedis. And um, those who use it for bad are normally a part of the Sith. And they are also called like Darth Lords. Um, and they use these fun little things called lightsabers to duel each other. And it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, but what I didn't realize is that after George Lucas directed American Graffiti, he actually only wrote a two page synopsis for this film in order to like get it made and to like market it out to investors and stuff like that. And I'm just Again, thinking of all these white men directors who are just white people who make movies, who go into these meetings with like one page synopsis, maybe no synopsis at all. And it's just like, yeah, okay, I have an idea. I want to make this movie or television show and I want you to give me money for it. And they get the money to do it. Um, Yes, I'm looking at you, J.J. Abrams, because it's far too late for you to come out and say, maybe I should have had a plan for these Star Wars movies. Like, what's up with that? I don't. What do you think about that? So, um, honestly, I didn't know that there was just so little work into like even getting the movie to start to begin with. So that's kind of shocking. And um, uh, can you remind me who J.J. Abrams is uh, one more time? J.J. Abrams, he directed... Well, to be honest, I'm not a big fan of his or even watched a lot of stuff of his, but I know he directed um, 
I oh, shoot, now I'm forgetting the name of the movie. Uh, Super 8. He directed that film, Super okay. 8. And I'm not 100. I know he directed two of the newer uh, sequel movies that a lot of people didn't like. And before he actually got on to Star Wars, he was actually directing the Star Trek films, the newer Star Trek films. Oh, yeah. I know nothing about Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if those movies are good or not. I mean, they're okay. I think they're decent given what they have um jj abrams is responsible for like the newer star wars movies like uh force awakens and stuff like that Mm -hmm. george lucas went in like with a two-page synopsis for one of his movies well the thing about george lucas is like he's been he -hmm. has been writing for quite some years now Mm -hmm. so like i think i would put more trust in him like having only like a small idea rather than like someone who's just looking at his ideas and then just replicating them or trying to make them again but like with just different characters Mm -hmm. and um I think that's important to like highlight because um when it comes to like Star Wars and stuff there's so much material of Star Wars that's out Mm -hmm. there in writing that like I don't get why you would have to just recycle like old um, storylines you know Mm -hmm. So like, and then it definitely put, um, them being white directors and stuff like that and uh, producers, that definitely plays a part because it's just like, you'd get originality from like somebody who's not like a white man and a director, then maybe they'll take a chance on that, but it's not often. So right, that's what I think about like all of that. <laughs> I hope that wasn't too much word vomit. No, no, no. That was, that was perfect. And I agree. I think I would put more uh, trust into George Lucas versus other people and I didn't understand a lot of the like hate that Ryan Johnson got for the film that he um directed as well but again I'm not super into the Star Wars fandom I'm not a part of the Star Wars fandom I actually enjoy being on the outskirts of everything um but it is just very telling I think about some people's abilities as well when you can say like, hmm, yeah, maybe I should have had a better sense of the story or the characters, but I just kind of went in and did it because maybe it was offered to me. And like I said, he was directing and I want to say he maybe wrote one of the uh, Star Trek films that recently came out. And I just thought, man, you should have just stayed with Star Trek. You didn't have to bring your mess over to Star Wars because now it's just the whole thing and everybody's mad and we didn't need all that. We didn't need all that, but it, it's okay. It's okay. One of the interesting things that I found out about this movie as well is that obviously we know that Star Wars has had a huge cultural impact on everything. And it is actually the fifth biggest film franchise in the world, which I did not know, which I probably should have known that the Avengers um, Marvel Cinematic Universe is actually the number one yeah, awesome. <laughs> franchise. And I was like, seriously, really? I, I don't know. I don't know where I thought that lie you know on that spectrum but anyway uh I thought it was really interesting that Star Wars kind of helped shape the whole trilogy um format within Hollywood so with Star Wars there is a trio of trilogies right so each I guess section of movies come out in three so you have the prequel trilogies which is the original movies though episodes one two and three and then you have the original trilogy which is the next set of movies which is movie or episodes four or five and six and then you have the sequel trilogy which is like the later and more modern recent movies um, which is episodes seven eight and nine and I don't know. Again, I think that's just a lot of material to have and to write. And I just want to know, like, how, again, like, how do you even take the time to think of trilogies? Like, I can barely think past the second act of anything. And you're telling me that like you have years and years and years of, of content planned out for this. Um, so it, it is a, is a pretty interesting thing. And they all revolve around the Skywalker family. I tend to have a little bit of beef with just because again I think like you were saying there's so much you can expand on within this universe but to continually to like center it around certain people I think that's where you kind of lose a lot of people and that's why I really enjoyed the Mandalorian up until the last episode of the last season because it was like as someone 
who knows what Star Wars is and but I'm not super heavily invested so I don't know everything it was refreshing to watch a show where I'm like okay well I know that that planet is Tatooine or I know that's Naboo um I know those are like stormtroopers or whatever um but I didn't feel like I had to know everything in order to enjoy the Mandalorian and that's why I was recommending it to a lot of people because I'm like you don't even have to know anything about Star Wars. You can just watch it and be like, ooh, there's Baby Yoda. He's really cute. And like, and that's it. Um, but for those, again, who may not know how the family tree of the Skywalkers works, so you have Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. who eventually becomes Darth Vader. Um, he falls in love with Padme Amidala, and they get married in secret. She gets pregnant, and she dies in childbirth. Unfortunately, yes. Um, she has Luke and Leah, and they're adorable. Luke does not have any children, but he does go on to mentor Ray, who plays an important part in the later um, films. But Leah does fall in love with Han Solo, and they have a little boy named Ben Solo, aka Kylo Ren of the First Order. Um, and yeah, it's a little messy. You got a little messy family tree, (laughs) messy drama, like how there is this much drama in one family really confuses me. But, um, I don't know. I just think it's interesting. Like, do you like the whole Skywalker saga thing that they have going on or? Um, I think I like the Skywalker thing for, um, just like the purpose that, um, they're the original and there was they're what came first Mm -hmm. but um I do not watch the Mandalorian because I don't have Disney plus but um I did hear it was a really good show but I think that's a good point to point out like um there's so much extensive work for the Star Wars cinematic Mm -hmm. universe (laughs) so like it would it would make sense that uh we would expand upon like different people in the universe rather than just the Skywalkers and Mm -hmm. like even in um like the newer trilogies with um the last jedi uh force awakens and stuff like that it's not too centered on the skywalkers anymore and more so like i guess the solos and um and ray which um was ever confirmed that ray was like a palpatine i don't think it was i don't think it was it wouldn't make sense (laughs) if she was but like as long as she's not a skywalker honestly yeah okay anything but anything but please like i'm begging you and now i fully understand what people mean when they say how like how angry they were (laughs) when when uh was it poe was like somehow palpatine returned because i'm like this dude has died like three times and you're telling me that he's not fully dead okay yeah sure that's like can um, he die like <laughs> now like right um uh, it kind of reminds me of the, like the fast and furious movie which i do i love them i did see the last one it was terrible but it was great at the same time but it's just a thing where it's like i don't know i just feel like if you tell me that a character dies then i feel like that character should be dead like you can't just continually bring back this character because now a lot of things don't add up and it's not making sense but yeah I first of all let me just say please find someone with the Disney plus account like if I have to give you my email and password I will so that you can watch the Mandalorian because it is so good um and I'm excited for the third season to see where they go with that but I don't know. I'm just going to say I'm a little tired of the Skywalker family solo family honestly give us something new like I get it they're fan favorites but it's just like how much can you do right um can't do much more with them anymore because like unless um actually Luke doesn't have kids so like mm-mm. I don't know if the Skywalker family tree ends with him like obviously like it doesn't completely end because like Leia she's still a Skywalker technically but like mm-hmm she's married or whatever I don't I don't know but like (laughs) the only like way the Skywalker family tree is really gonna like still sort of be a thing is if Kylo Ren has kids Mm -hmm. but like the only way I see him having kids is if he ends up with Ray and like Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry I might be like (laughs) this might be unpopular opinion from me but like I don't like Ray is it Raylo yeah I think it's called Ray oh god I don't I don't like that at all like that the enemies to lover trope it's like a it's a complicated thing for me Mm -hmm. like it just if it works it works but in this case it doesn't work like I think Kylo Ren should just be evil that's what he is but and also once you're like a Sith Lord or like anything 
associated with evilness in the Star Wars universe. Are you not evil forever? Exactly. And didn't he kill, like, wasn't he ordered to kill a, a temple of kids, or, like Jedi kids or something like that? I'm pretty sure he was. And yeah, like, you're yeah. evil. And if you're evil, you're just evil forever in the Star Wars universe. That's just what it's been mm-hmm. in the past. Like, I'm confused on why that even happened. And I think that's that, that's the beef what I have with um. It's, it was the last movie, right? The um, the la no, the rise of Skywalker. I think it was the rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just rise of Skywalker that Raylo happened. So like when that happened, I was like, this is probably the worst movie in the trilogy. And like, <laughs> I and I also had an issue with it because I don't even remember John Boyega's character, um, Finn. Like I don't and... remember Finn that much in that movie either. And we can get into that later. But the way, oof, the way that any, <laughs> the way that any black people or people of color in star wars are treated it's i don't like it no um, star wars fandom is really racist that's why i don't really Hello. associate my <laughs> yeah i don't associate myself with star wars fandom like i i consider myself outside of it too but like i still enjoy a lot of star wars content and stuff like that mm-hmm. it's, um we are not in community with each other me no. and the star wars fandom i will not on twitter not on instagram <laughs> i will not be in community with them whatsoever. <laughs> No, like, I, I get that 100%. And let me just say, like, Finn's character was the only reason why I even went to go see, um, was it was it called The Last Jedi? I think that's the start of the sequel trilogy. Um, oh, the start is um, The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens, yeah. So that was The Last Jedi, too, though. Yeah, that was the only reason why I even went to go see that. Because after that, I was yeah. just like, I've completely fallen off of Star Wars. I'm sorry. If they put out more movies, I probably won't see it. But then, you know, <laughs> John Boyega's... <laughs> face appeared on that trailer and I was like it's another black man I was like all right I told my granddad I was like all right let's go ahead and get the tickets because we're, we're gonna be there because I'm gonna see this man I want him to succeed in everything and I actually worked at um a movie theater I think when the last film recently came out and I remember being there for the premiere and everyone was so excited and I was like let's just see how it goes um and people came out of that movie theater and they were mad they were just hot and livid and it especially had to do with John Boyega's character because it's like again you have this really great character he's like an ex-storm trooper like he had so much potential and then you just dwindle him down to merely nothing and then it's like why would you even put him you know make him seem like this big of a character and it kind of reminds me of um Rihanna's character in Valerian, I think in like the Lost Cities or something like that, where they had her doing all this press for the movie and they had everyone thinking that she was going to be this big character. And I'm like, okay, spoiler alert. She's only in the movies for like 10 seconds. Half of it is her in CGI. She dies. Like her character really didn't have any importance. So it's like, again, like stop using Black people and people of color to hype up your movies. And then you just don't do anything with the character but again we're gonna get into that later because yeah I got a whole diversity dating later um about that but I do want to move on to the cultural impact like I was talking about before um so Star Wars is really for everyone I think when the when it came out um it has been credited for helping push the sci-fi genre into the mainstream and like in the 70s to I'm probably going to say early 90s. That's when you pretty much get like the really good cult classic sci-fi movies. But everyone does list Star Wars as like the top reasons why people enjoy sci-fi to this day. And I don't think you can really go anywhere without talking to someone about Star Wars and like not finding a fan. Um, It's like, again, it's just something that has always been there. In 1989, it was actually inducted into the Library of Congress for preservation, which is pretty cool. Um, and it was even credited for helping out 20th Century Studios, uh, not hmm, 20th Century Studios, it was actually 20th Century Fox, excuse me, and then Disney bought them out and they changed it to 20th Century Studios. Anyway, um, it helped gain popularity for that studio, um, because they were almost bankrupt, which I thought was pretty interesting to find out. Again, shout out to George Lucas. And it's funny Because when Star Wars first came out, George Lucas thought it was going to flop and he went on vacation with Steven Spielberg and they were just hanging out and they came up with Indiana Jones. And that's when he found out that Star Wars actually did not flop. It actually did really, really good. 
Um, so what do you think about the whole cultural impact of Star Wars as a whole? Um, honestly, I think that um, Star Wars is definitely something that sci-fi needed because um, when I think about sci-fi and um, anything like close to like fantasy type of stuff, the first thing I think of is Star Wars mm-hmm. and then maybe Transformers. Transformers has a huge impact on, I don't know how big Transformers is, but um I do think uh, Star Wars is, like you said, for everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, there's like there's something you can like in like any aspect of Star Wars, whether that's like in the video games, like they have Lego Star Wars. So that's mm-hmm. great for like younger kids or whatever that like don't want to see death and some of the more like... <laughs> Um, some of the more violent movies mm-hmm. or like the spaceships fights or whatever like you can't get any better than that like nobody like when you think of spaceship fights and you're like you know what I want to see I want to see somebody blow something up <laughs> in space I want to see an explosion in space even right. though you probably can't hear an explosion in space nobody's gonna go to Star Trek for that or like even True. Transformers they're gonna True. go to Star Wars so um I think their culture impact is um it's pretty huge and it could probably be even bigger than marvel maybe Mm. maybe it depends it depends like i feel like their cultural impact is already huge but if they wanted to make it bigger i think they're gonna have to drastically shift the way they do their films number one and like two i think they're doing great with their tv shows already like i haven't Mm -hmm. i've yet to hear anything bad about star wars tv shows and that includes the mandalorian or um star wars the clone wars animated tv show that was that was a hit that was that was great i wish they continued that and then there was another star wars show but like it was like on disney xd when well i don't know if they still have disney xd channel anymore (laughs) i don't i don't have cable but um yeah, I, I use like Hulu and other streaming <laughs> platforms. But um that Star Wars, whatever that series was with the kid with the blue hair, um, I think that was pretty good too. I don't remember like how popular it was, but I know the Mandalorian and Star Wars, the Clone Wars, like almost every week when those shows were like going on and stuff mm-hmm. were at their peak, they were trending on Twitter all the time or just trending on the internet. Mm-hmm. So um I said all that to say, um <laughs> I think uh, Star Wars cultural impact is something that's going to like continue on like maybe 20 years from now, mm-hmm. but um, the impact and just the cultural like shift could possibly go either way, depending on if they do continue with these trilogies and if they actually do take from some of their original writing and actually take a chance on it, you know, like I think yeah. that's the, another important thing, like I, I think it would really suck for all of George Lucas's extensive writing on Star Wars mm-hmm. to completely go to waste instead of materializing it in like film format or like even television format I'm pretty sure they can make a show out of some of the uh, some of his writings but um yeah I mean I I agree I think there there definitely needs to be a drastic change and I think about that as well with like the Avengers and Marvel because it's like we all know that there is a formula to these Marvel movies. Um, and I think that's why movies like Black Panther and Thor Ragnarok were so important because it kind of diverted from how the other Star Wars, not Star Wars, Marvel movies were going. Um, and <laughs> that's really why- good films too. Yeah, I mean, they, they were Especially really Ragnarok. Yes, and it's like, and that's what I was going to say. Like, I'm so excited that Taika Waititi is actually co-writing a Star Wars movie. I don't think they announced what movie it will be about, but I'm just thinking like he feels like an original guy. Like he feels like, I don't know, he's going to do what he wants to do. And I think that's what we need more of. Like, I feel like a lot of directors are kind of scared to kind of do their own thing when it comes to directing and and writing Star Wars movie. But I feel like Taika Waititi is just going to go in there and be like, okay, so here's what's going to happen. We're going to do this. This is going to get crazy like this. So then we're going to introduce this character. Um, And I loved his work because he actually directed one of the Mandalorian um, episodes and he was IG-11 in the series. Um, But that's why I'm really excited to hear from more voices like his um, when it comes to these things, because he feels like an an original content creator who's going to do what he wants to do. And that's why I stress that there needs to be more like black women directors um, or just more directors of colors and writers of colors in general, because it just gets stale and people want to uphold this like 
just same. Yeah. Just like the same thing, you know, because I feel like they're scared to kind of take that leap of faith and to do something different because they're scared. Oh, it's going to flop. And then my career is going to be over. But it's like, you know, how many people who have ruined big franchises and they still get a chance to do whatever they want to do. Like just, just take a risk. I just feel like this whole (laughs) universe could be so much better if people started to take risk in things. And I'm, um, I don't know. I think I'm a little bit overwhelmed with the amount of television shows that they have coming out. Um, I know that they just finished production on the Boba Fett series, which I am actually, I'm excited to see it. I'm not a huge fan of Boba Fett. I wish truth be told. I might get a Disney Plus account just to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Boba Fett. It's supposed to come out in December. So I'm pretty sure now they're entering like the whole editing phase. But yeah, yeah. it's supposed to come out in December. Um, but I really did like his introduction and the Mandalorian as well. Um, as well as like Finnick Shands or Finnick Shands character. I know she's also going to be in the Boba Fett series. So I'm excited to see that. And I know they also... I know the Bad Batch is currently going on now, and I know that they want to say they announced another television show. I'm not sure if it's already been filmed. Oh, was it the Obi Wan? Yeah, I think it's the it might Obi Wan television Disney, series. Disney announced like a lot of things that are in the works this year. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember what day it was, but I think it was sometime in January, mm-hmm. and um, they like released this long, long list oh, of like over. Productions that's happening. I'm hoping that like these series you mentioned with Boba Fett and like uh, possibly Obi Wan. I don't. I don't know about that one. I don't know if that was announced, but um, I don't remember because like the, they announced a lot of yeah. stuff that day. But um, I think Disney is finally going to stop operating on nostalgia for a mm. little bit because um, that's that's what they were doing the past five years practically, like mm-hmm. just remaking every single movie they've made like yep. i'm pretty sure some people and i think it's big also because like some people are still like demanding nostalgic stuff i saw the other day people were like oh yeah they need to make a lilo and stitch movie no they don't no the I original don't. lilo and stitch was fine just watch that yes. <laughs> the series is fine like it's um i get like people want to like see like animated stuff updated but some stuff like it still holds its legitimacy like mm-hmm. as something animated like I think animated um television or movies and stuff are like right up there with like live action as well makes a movie better to just adapt it with um regular people's faces and stuff like that I hope right. that makes sense no no, no that makes sense because I just I feel the same way too and I usually go on a long rant about Disney and nostalgia <laughs> because I believe that's what Disney Plus was really built on, like the sense of nostalgia, because when they announced it, everyone was so excited because they're like, oh, literally all of the original, you know, Disney television shows and movies that I watched as a kid, like I can watch it on demand now, like whenever I want to. And I'm like, that's great. But like, okay, say I watch High School Musical again, like nothing about my life is really going to change outside of how much cringe I'm going to feel because I'm like, man, I was really into that when I was a kid. But looking at it when I'm older, it's like, yeah, that was cool. But like, I want something else. And so I felt like that's kind of where they got the idea for the High School Musical television show. But I agree that just I don't want to keep seeing like this old stuff. Like it was released when it was released for a reason. And, you know, I still have my little VHS cassette. So and when I ever have kids, I'm like, yo, this is what I used to watch when I was growing up. Here you go. You know, I don't need them to look at an updated show of it or like a live action of it because I feel like it's not gonna hit the same way that it did for me when I was a kid um and yeah Disney has just been operating on nostalgia this entire time and I'm over it I'm sick of it I don't we need original fresh creative ideas and there's so many out there but they just feel safer I guess profiting off of this stuff because again nobody wants to take risk in doing anything anymore um and that is just pretty darn unfortunate. Um, and I wish they, and I also wish a lot of stuff wasn't so kid friendly because I also found out that R2D2 was supposed to speak English. And not only that, he had a really uh, vulgar vocabulary. And oh, I was wow. like, could you imagine what Star Wars would be like if R2D2 was cussing every two seconds? That would be great. I, I would love that. I would want that. I mean, he's cute now, but 
imagine if r2d2 was cussing like that would be so great and so good but we can finally you know what shift gears to talk about black women and just i guess people of color in star wars because this is a show called black women watch and that is something that i always uh look at whenever i'm watching something i'm like okay how many black women are in this movie how many black women are in this movie that fail the paperback test like i need to know what's going on and one thing i think Another big reason why I'm not into Star Wars, as I feel like I would be, is because there is just absolutely no representation for Black women whatsoever, especially um, dark to skin Black women. So off the top of my head, I know that Lupita was in uh, The Force Awakens, um, but she wasn't even in The Force Awakens. She was just a CGI character. And then you had Tendiwe Newton, who played Val in the solo movie, which I actually like the solo movie. A lot of people hated it. I thought it was a lot of fun, um, but to each its own, I guess. Again, yeah. I'm outside of the fandom, so I don't want no beef with nobody. This is just what I like. Um, <laughs> yeah, she was killed off instantly, and the oh writer, God. the writer later on, came out to say that he felt really like bad that he had her killed off but I'm like nah homie you should have thought about that when you was writing it like she was such a a great character and I really loved seeing her in something like that because I think she never really sticks to one particular role or like one specific genre I like that she kind of hops around and I love watching her work in um in sci-fi movies and television shows but when she got killed off, I was like, do I even want to continue watching this movie anymore? Because they will do nothing but replace her with a white woman, which they did. And it's just like, like, okay, thanks. Um, and then you had Naomi Aki, who played Jaina. I want to say her name was Jaina. And the recent um, Star Wars movies. But I did not see the role that she was in. But I know it wasn't a really big role. And they even hinted at her being Lando's daughter. And I'm like... Uh, that doesn't even make sense to me and I don't even know what's going on. So I'm just really trying to figure out like, what will it take to get more black women representation in star Wars? What do you think about that? Um, honestly, I don't know how much, um, fan service plays into them making casting decisions, mm-hmm. but the way they treated John Boyega and mm-hmm. Kelly Marie Chan, I think it probably plays a huge part in casting. So, um, and then like already uh, people having um, like racial biases Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to casting um, in general. But um, I think what it will take to get more Black women to be present in Star Wars is probably just um, the fact that they just need to stop listening to fans and just pick people that not just suit the role but like they can execute it very well and I know there are so many like talented black women in Hollywood like it's not that they don't fit the role Mm -hmm. like it's their their skin color that possibly they'll say oh they don't fit the role that much and they won't outright say it's their skin color Mm -hmm. but we know that's exactly like some of the right. uh, thoughts that go on and some of the processes that go on. And um, it, it was obvious uh, in some movies that just came out too. Like, I'm just going to use this as an example, but like in the Heights, like when the cast were interviewed, they were like, oh, they just pick people that fit the role. So dark skinned black people or just black people in general, mm-hmm. black Latinos didn't fit the role. Like that doesn't sound, that doesn't sound right. That sounds pretty racist paper bag tests and all of that yep. stuff. So I think um, what directors need to do is stop looking at um, people's skin color and look at who executes the audition well. And mm-hmm. I'm willing to, like, I'm willing to put all the money I have in my bank account that there's plenty of Black people auditioning for those roles that were great for them and they just didn't pick. That's that's basically it. What, what it's going to take for more Black women to... Um, get these roles and be recognized is stop doing fan service know how racist the fandom is stop doing Mm -hmm. fan service forget any of that stuff um and also treat casting members and stuff like treat them better and just Mm -hmm. pick them based off and not their looks like you can be pretty and be in a movie that's great (laughs) but like there's pretty black people auditioning too so um pick them as well Mm -hmm. because like 
we we know like they're they're gonna look for people that fit like a certain beauty standard as well and it's like there's plenty of like black people that also fit beauty standard like beauty standard shouldn't be um european centered as much mm-hmm. or, or at all but no that's my opinion no i i agree and i just think again that's why i like sci-fi so much is because it doesn't take place in this whole realm of where people are like well this is not historically correct because black people weren't in europe in like the 1600s and all that black people were everywhere but yeah okay sure they weren't um and that's why i kind of like divest from shows like uh game of thrones where you know again there's little to no black people in it and a lot of people were like well that's historically correct and i'm like how is it historically correct in a show with freaking dragons like that doesn't make sense to me that makes no sense to me um, that you can have a show with dragons because that's more accurate than having actual black people in the show. That doesn't it's make ridiculous. sense. There's and people <laughs> jump through. It's the Mental same gymnastics. thing with like Star Wars and, and sci-fi in general. I'm like, sci-fi exists because none of this makes sense, right? Like, and none of it's real. Right. It's whatever <laughs> you want it to be. So exactly. like, why, why can't it be like with different races in it as well? Exactly. And it's just like, you know, so what I'm hearing is not that it doesn't make sense. I'm just hearing that you don't want to add, you know, black people or people of color within this realm because you just, you just don't want it. You don't like the way that it looks, but again, you got this white dude back flipping, fighting people like fighting robots with a magic sword. And that's okay. But a black person can't do that. And I also think about like, just how many black men have been in the movies and again it it hasn't been that many but that there are more black women like in the movies and in the television shows and black women and I always think about the treatment of black men in Hollywood versus black women in Hollywood because they seem to be like a little bit higher on the totem pole than black women even though they don't get treated um as better or as much but it's still just I don't understand that disparity. I, I I really, really don't. I have a lot of trouble just trying to like wrap my head around it. But the fact of the matter is, is that Black people can exist any and everywhere. And that's why I enjoy sci-fi because it's like, I can exist in space because first of all, we haven't even explored half of space. We don't know what is out there. We don't need but, to either. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's just, you know, I think we've explored enough. Same thing goes with the ocean. I don't think we need to go any deeper. Yeah, um, no, 1% is good enough. Right. <laughs> We don't know what lies down there. And I, I don't think we're supposed to know what lies down there. But um, <laughs> it's just a thing where it's like, I can exist in space. Because again, we don't know what fully exists in space. And I feel like I can be a Mandalorian. I can be a bounty hunter. I can be Senator Princess. Like, you know, I can, be, I can be a freaking Jedi. Like Samuel Jackson was a Jedi. Right. And then he dies. But <laughs> um <laughs> And another thing too, like, I don't want it to be a thing of where it's like, I'm only there to service the story of the white character. Um, And I feel like that's what a lot of it has been. So when, you know, Tendiwe or Val's character dies, it just kind of does it. She kind of sacrifices herself or is somewhat sacrificed to push forward the story of Han and her husband. And it's a thing too, where like, her husband, which I forgot the name of the actor um, who plays him, but he didn't even feel bad. He's just like, oh, man, I lost my wife. Well, um, okay. All it, right. <laughs> was it Donald Glover slash Charlotte Gambino by any chance? Because I know he was in the Han Solo movie. Yes, he plays um, Lando in that one, but I'm trying to figure oh. out. <laughs> oh, then I don't know who her husband yeah. was. <laughs> he's I a, watched the movie. He's a white, uh, white actor. God, I want to say his name is on the tip of my tongue but I, I just can't remember it and I didn't write it down but that's he doesn't even that's fine <laughs> was he that important in the movie and you know he barely even mourns her and it's just a thing of like I'm tired of okay so we do get a black woman character but she's only there to provide wisdom to someone or yeah. to further the plot of this other character and it's like no screw that like I want to I want a full movie about Val I want to know about her you know life story what's her background I don't care if this fits into the Star Wars canon or not like I just think she's a really interesting character and I would like to know more about her and everything it seems like has to fit into this canon and it has to connect with the Skywalkers in some way and it's like 
I don't care about the Skywalkers. I'm sorry. I don't like they had their moment. It was nice. A lot of drama, whatever. Let's move on. Like you have this expansive universe for a reason. And the more that you keep trying to fit all these puzzle pieces together, the more that I feel like a lot of people are going to draw away from it because it's like, okay, there's no reason why you should have nine plus movies and it's still censored around like these original characters like there's just no reason like it's so nice to give them a nod here and there but you're just continuing being like okay and this is why this character does this because it leads back to that it's like yeah now i'm bored how i that's think what, no. i think that might possibly be like some streaming platforms downfall um mm. with the, uh just using black characters as props because um when I think about it, um, I think about HBO Max and really surprisingly, because I, I just I just don't expect a lot from the um, entertainment industry. I don't expect them to do well at a lot of things. But um, when it comes to uh, platforms like HBO Max, um, I can think of like four or five TV shows where they have black characters with their own storylines and they just air it's not like trauma porn it, it's drama definitely it's drama but it's not trauma porn mm-hmm. and um they're like they have their own thing they're not furthering the plot of other characters or um they also have like different shades as well which mm-hmm. like if they if they had a history of paper bag testing like every single show then I'd have an issue but like there's some shows where there's like light skin characters and then there's some shows where there's um regular brown skin and then dark skin characters as mm-hmm. well and um i think if hbo max continues that trend also um being partnered with a dc unless warner bros owns hbo max so um yeah. uh, warner bros also owns dc as well mm-hmm. and dc um I don't care what anybody says DC has a way better history of um like diversity and stuff than Marvel does. I agree. So if they if HBO Max keeps up that trend with like just more black women, more black men, and then um like Hispanic people as well and um excuse me, Hispanic's not a race, but like non-black <laughs> Hispanic people and just like the different races and stuff and like letting them have their own stories in their TV shows and stuff like that, like I honestly think HBO Max could probably like dominate the industry if they're still continue that trend that these other companies aren't doing. Because like, I personally think if Black people are like centering their attention more on places where they see themselves, they're going to go there rather Mm -hmm. than stay at Netflix and like watch these color shows Mm -hmm. or stay at Disney and not see themselves. So um, I think uh that's really important and thinking about um like diversity with characters and stuff like that like we're still gonna I'm still gonna like Star Wars and stuff but like am I really gonna like Star Wars that much if I look over at DC on HBO Max and I'm like watching like a show like Titans and Mm -hmm. I see Starfire and Starfire she's a dark-skinned black woman or if I um or see a Beast Boy he's Asian or I see like I see people that I tend to gravitate towards or I'm or I've had friends in real life so like and obviously like I'm not friends with like a lot of white people but like Mm -hmm. I'm friends with like people that basically like are represented in HBO Max so like I'm gonna go there like black people or like anybody is gonna go there before they like go to other places you know Mm -hmm. I'm sorry I sound like I'm rambling no 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 (laughs) it's good this is what it's for but I I agree and I and I was talking with someone before and we were discussing how we feel like HBO is probably the best streaming service that's out right now compared to everyone else and I like their original content a lot do I think there's issues with some of them obviously yes but I think that they're moving in the right direction and I also think that um Barry Jenkins actually left was it Amazon or was it Netflix to go to HBO um oh let's look it up right now (laughs) (laughs) I want to say um... it was yeah I want to say he left either amazon or netflix or he turned one of those down to fully move towards like um, making projects with hbo and i'm like you know what hbo might be the move because i think barry has good intuitions and uh whatever stuff he's creating i'm gonna watch obviously so um yeah i i agree that letting people take control of their stories um definitely helps the audiences because that is what i tend to like you said gravitate towards more yeah um 
you know, I just, I don't know. And then I think about like the future of Star Wars. And like you said, I will always be a fan of Star Wars. Like, I really do like the stories. Um, I love something the whole- Something we grew up with. Yeah. And like I said, it's something that's been constant. Like I said, every yeah. year, it seems like there's something about Star Wars going on. And I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. Because again, like I think with Star Trek is that you have a good enough um original story and original characters and original world building where you could build off of these other worlds and you can continue it as for as long as you want to continue it and yeah. i think it would be really interesting to send the to see the end of star wars because that would i don't know yeah that can yeah actually i don't think i want to see <laughs> the end of star wars because <laughs> i i know too many people are just going to be like they're going to tony stark and be like please bring it back bring it back and i'm like no it's dead it, it needs to stay dead um no, but, we're gonna be long and gone before Star Wars is over. Uh, I I, <laughs> I agree. George Lucas will be rolling in his grave um, <laughs> if they ever stop Star Wars in the near future. Which again, I don't think that they are. But um, I don't know. I just think that there's no reason why I should see more of myself in this universe in like fan fiction than I do in like actual Star Wars content. And I will say last year, the only thing that got me through was Star Wars fan fiction. I will admit it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty good. Okay, fan fiction does not need to be counted out. Fan fiction is some of the best stuff that I've ever read. And if you give any of these people like book contracts, movie contracts, television contracts, I'm pretty sure they will outright everyone because they care more and that's why I particularly like the Mandalorian a lot more because you could tell that um John Favreau and Dave Filoni like they actually yeah. care about Star Wars and they're very creative in their um takes on how the universe and how canon goes I think we yeah. should leave it in their hands honestly but Absolutely. um yeah there's just no reason why I should only see myself represented in that and the stuff that I write because this is what I want to see out of it you know um again I think everyone should be represented and I definitely think about that within the queer community as well because they like to be like oh well you didn't know Wando was pansexual what he is and I'm like well there was nothing in the movies that said that he was so indicated that at all okay (laughs) um (laughs) i was so baffled when they said that i was like really is he just lying in our faces at this point yeah okay all right um just queer baiting that's fine but i think yeah if they do a better job at trying to reach all of their audiences in that respect because again you're in space like there's no reason as to why only white people exist in space and like there are more aliens that exist in space than black people but anyway yeah i don't know i don't know about the future of star wars am i still gonna watch the stuff yes but i don't know if it's gonna get like it's gonna reach a new projected high i don't think that it will i think i don't know about their peak like i said earlier like i think for their cultural impact to like really hit like they'd have to drastically change the way they do their films and stuff Mm -hmm. so like I think they could possibly like even though like their height was like back in the um I'm pretty sure it was the 70s when the um series Mm -hmm. started but their height was like back when like Hayden Christian said oh my god I can't say his name (laughs) (laughs) we know who you're talking about we know who you're talking about Mark Hamill Natalie Portman Mm -hmm. um like all those people in those casts like I think that was like their true height like Mm. 1900s like early 2000s but they could like they could hit a peak again like I I I would say like right now like their line of um I guess not really success but like their line of like interest or whatever or like Mm -hmm. people like being into Star Wars it's like kind of flat right now and like it could really just truly go up if it's a combination of new writing like Mm -hmm. using different material having diverse characters and I know some people say oh you can't I don't know why they make this lie up but they they say oh you can't like have every ethnicity you can't touch all those bases and it's just like if HBO Max can do it like yes they haven't done it like they haven't had one singular show where like everybody's represented Mm -hmm. but they've had a, a, a combination like a conglomerate of shows where like you can see yourself and um 
different shows or you could see other people who aren't like you and like they're non-white in other shows or like people of different religions in other shows like mm-hmm. it can be done they can do it throughout the course of multiple star wars movies so like i feel like when people say oh they can't represent everybody like in uh media i think mm-hmm. i think it's a cop-out and i think people oh, yeah. don't people don't want to actually look at the fact that um there's stuff that doesn't cater to some audiences and it's not fair like why do we have to just take what we can get you know yeah I think about that a lot too when there are black characters presented or represented in something and black people have to be happy with that I'm like no you know homegirl is light-skinned she has like curly loose hair you know like her black experience and my black experience as like a dark-skinned black woman is going to be two different things not and, the same at all right and I want to see myself represented in that you know and you know you know who I think actually I would really love to see something from her in Star Wars is Michaela Cole mm. Michaela Cole yes I wonder if she would do it. I don't know if she would do it, but I would love to see her like either be in like something Star Wars or to write something Star Wars because I think that would be awesome. But um, yeah, I tend to hear a lot of people be like, oh, well, you're just not happy with anything. And it just rings off as you should be happy with what the little crumbs that we've given you. And it's like, no, I'm not going to be satisfied with that because I feel like we should always ask for more until we do get the representation that we need. And there's just no way you have over nine movies, nine plus movies, however many comics, however many video games, however many TV shows. Right. Like there's just no way you're going to be like, we didn't have enough time. You had ample amount of time. It's like how many decades have we gone through? And you've only had like a handful of, of black characters come on not even a handful like I can count on my hand (laughs) (laughs) the math is not mathing it's not adding up (laughs) like it's it's not doing its thing and I think another part of it too and I mentioned this in the Star Trek episode is that um I feel like a lot of it is taking itself too seriously and I think that's probably why I like the solo movie just from an outsider's perspective and just watching that film, not in connection with anything else. It felt fun. And that's what I miss about the genre of sci-fi because back in, you know, the sixties and seventies, when you had the original like Star Trek episodes coming out, it felt like fun. It didn't feel like I was going in having to watch this movie with all these morals implicated into it. Um, You know, it was just like, okay, you got this crew, they're out in space, they get into kooky situations, they figure a way to get out, but they learn something along the way. There's no reason why I should be like contemplating, you know, good versus evil. Like, was he actually right in what he did? And it's the same thing that happened with um, Thanos in the the Marvel movies. And I'm just like, like you said, I miss, yeah, I miss when characters were just evil because they were evil. Like, there's no need for us to have this extensive background story. I don't care what their childhood was like. Like, just be like, he likes to do bad stuff because he likes to do bad stuff. He's, that's, yeah, they just, they just like, evil. That, that's what it felt like in the original, um, like, the first uh, few trilogies of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, people were just evil because, yeah, you're it's just evil. evil. I, I just want to see bad things happen to you. It, it was, and it was just that. It was, it was that simple. Mm-hmm. and it's now we have to in this situation <laughs> yes and now we have to really contemplate well we have to think about his childhood and why he's doing the things that he's doing and maybe we should sympathize with him life. and it's like <laughs> I don't want to sympathize with him I want to dislike him because he's a villain and that's his job that's what he's supposed to freaking do like I'm not sympathizing with Kylo Ren why should I why should I I don't care. And now you're going to try and sell me this redemption arc. Oh, he's with Ray now and she's going to make him better. And it's like, but. Oh my God. No, not that. Oh, I, I don't like that trope either. It's not even enemies to love her anymore. That's the like, that's the like, um, oh, the girl can fix him trope. Yes. And it's like, honey, he does not need to be fixed. Nor do I think he wants to be fixed. Like, just he's leave just him. Just leave him. never I think, supposed to be good. I think about the same thing and I may be a little off base with this I don't know but I think about that with Anakin and Padme because it's like you know she was trying to oh Anakin no please don't go to the dark side but I'm like he's already dark and I feel like he's been dark since he was a kid and like nobody really 
ever took they notice of it before it was just too late and it's like yeah at that point you just gotta let them go i'm sorry you're just gonna have to raise your kids on your own and just Absolutely. daddy do whatever he's doing over there exactly. um but yeah i think we've gotten to a point in sci-fi where everything has to be taken seriously and everything has to have some meaning behind it and i just want a stupid sci-fi movie where you have these jedis fighting for whatever and i didn't notice it until um tolo who i was interviewing for the star trek episode said that like she felt like everything in star wars was rooted in suffering so there was no like joy in anything i don't think i've ever seen a star wars movie where people were actually having fun and doing something or they were like nobody being shot at nobody's dying there's no world orders or anything like that like it just i want to see a movie about regular people on a planet doing stuff that's it like i don't care about the resistance and the death star and palpatine and all this extra stuff and i was like you know what now that you say that i do feel like a lot of star wars is rooted in suffering and fighting but it's just like how much fighting can you do you know so i don't i don't know i think i think star wars can be something and like i said i'm excited uh you know Taika Waititi being a director and writer of a new Star Wars movie because I think he is someone that has shook the table a little bit with the Thor movies because I'm gonna be honest the first Thor movies were boring as heck and I'm like what are we doing here I yeah a lot of people need like <laughs> it's not adding anything it's not taking anything away we don't need it like just get rid of it um but when he came in with it it was very colorful and it was vibrant and we actually get characters who feel like people and I could feel like I could relate to them in a certain way um you know and I hope that that is something that can be done with these newer Star Wars movies and I hope that we get more directors like him and more writers like him that can actually be like okay you know we're, we're gonna make this a little fun we're gonna turn the tables a little bit um but we'll see I guess we shall see uh star wars like we said will probably be here longer than we'll be here so hopefully we'll be leaving it in the um in the right hands so you have any other unpopular star wars opinions because i do feel like pissing off some star wars fans Uh, honestly like i feel like we really just we really just said everything Mm -hmm. that needed to be said um this is like a small thing but um he, you need to whoever's in charge of the star wars video games they need to make another lego star wars it's been it's been a while it's been a hot <laughs> minute I, I was a preteen when the first one came out oh my so, um, I, yes i would love that if they just made more um make it for the switch i have the switch now y'all her first make it for the switch okay which honestly i feel like they might i, I definitely feel like they might switches are hot I don't have one because yeah. I'm, I'm poor, but you know, they're hot on the market right now. Oh so. yeah, I didn't buy mine. Mine was a gift. Oh. <laughs> and you know, Lego Star Wars is becoming like a, a bigger thing now. I didn't realize that it was, first of all, Lego in anything. I yeah. don't think I was, a. I don't think I've ever owned Legos. I don't think I've ever owned them, which is kind of a sad testament <laughs> to my childhood, but that's, that's different. We'll you talk never about felt that. the pain of stepping on a Lego? I've definitely have stepped on Legos before, but they weren't mine. So <laughs> I feel like it's, it's different. different when you belong, when they belong to you, right? You stepping on your own. No, I don't think I've ever owned any, but I have noticed a big leap in people buying um, Star Wars themed Legos. So maybe I might buy one. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll we'll test it out. But um, yeah. <laughs> y'all heard China make more. <laughs> lego star wars video games yes um i don't know i don't really i guess i feel like all of my opinions about star wars are unpopular at this point and i just know i'm gonna have that one person that's gonna listen to this and just go in and that's okay um i'm here for it but um make original content or just stop making content in general i think at this point um yeah i think that's my unpopular opinion that's as far as it's gonna go for me but uh yeah everyone that is what black women have been watching like I said I didn't want to get into one um particular movie just because there's so much content within this universe I feel like 
even if we did watch a movie or even if we did watch all of the movies, there's just still way too much content to fully put into like maybe an hour and a half podcast episode. So that's all that you're going to get from me. Um, but if you do want to hear more about Star Wars and more about my uh, thoughts about it, you can always ask and maybe we could do like a little shorter mini Star Wars episode where I actually do watch a movie or I might watch all of them. Who who knows? We'll see. Time will tell. Um, but I want to thank China for taking the time to be on here with me. It has been a pleasure to finally meet her. <laughs> um, do you want to shout out your social medias? Anything you got going on? This is like your self promo time. Go for it. All right, great. Um, so I no longer do podcasting, but I am into YouTube and my YouTube is it's really simple. Uh <laughs> Uh, it's China VM, so C H Y N A, and then V as in Victor, and M as in um, Mary. And um, I'm also an admin of an online club called K pop Kickback, so I'm into K pop as well. Um, I'm an admin with uh, nine other black women, and um, yeah, and we talk about K pop and like the stuff we're interested in. So that's at K pop Kickback on Twitter, and um, we have website and other stuff coming soon. So really exciting stuff. Um, hopefully we'll turn into like a blog type of radio thing. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Ooh, that's, that sounds really fun. I might need to join that because I'm not into, into K-pop. I do have some favorites. I'm not heavily into it, but I would like to learn more about it. And I think I would rather do that with a group of Black women than anyone else. So for anybody that's really interested in that, y'all heard her. Follow, follow the Twitter accounts, follow the YouTube accounts, and let's help them get their website and build up their blog and things of that nature. But like I said, y'all, that is what Black women have been watching for this week. I want to thank everyone for listening. This is episode six. We are two episodes away from being done with this season, and I cannot just... Ugh, get over how close we are to ending the season because this has been <laughs> this has been so much fun to do um and I was so hesitant to start this podcast but I'm really glad that I did um as always if you're interested in keeping up with the podcast you can follow us on twitter and instagram at bww the pod that is uppercase bww the pod make sure you leave us a great review on apple Podcasts. give us five stars tell us what you like you can tell us what you didn't like and if you have any movie recommendations for the rest of this season or for upcoming seasons of any genres um just shoot it at us so thank you guys again for listening and as always be safe <laughs>